Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today most genuine Christians in the Protestant tradition owe a great debt to such courageous reformers as Martin Luther Luther was used much by the Lord to recover the great truth of justification by faith even risking his life for the sake of this foundational truth of the Christian faith but this is not the only truth that had been lost and in need of recovery other reformers went even further, realizing that justification must have a result beyond the mere objective fact. The Bible reveals that the issue of justification is life. It is life, divine life, operating subjectively in the believers that constitute us members of Christ. And it is the spirit of life through the New Testament ministry that also makes us living letters of Christ, living letters inscribed with the living spirit of the living God. Hallelujah for the recovery of the divine life. Bob Danker has joined us today. Welcome back, Bob. It's good to be back, Chris. And I echo your hallelujah yeah. for the recovery of the divine life. As you said, life makes us living members of Christ. And the spirit of life ministered into us by the New Testament ministry, by the ministry of the New Covenant, makes us living letters of Christ. And this is a marvelous thing. When Paul presents this in Second Corinthians, this matter of letters, and he, he is contrasting it to uh, a kind of dead letter, an inanimate thing uh, that was represented by the Old Covenant. But in the New Covenant, it's all a matter of life, living, the living God, the spirit of life. Uh, if we miss life, we have missed really the essence of the New Covenant, haven't we? We certainly have. The essence of the New Covenant is really the spirit of life. Well, for those who don't know of what we are speaking, let's look at these verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 2 says, You are our letter inscribed in our hearts, known and read by all men. Since you are being manifested, that you are a letter of Christ ministered by us, inscribed not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in tablets of hearts of flesh. That's uh, our subject again today, Bob, the living letters and being inscribed with the spirit of the living God. And really we see that the apostles here, the ministers of the new covenant, become the tools or the instruments being uh, utilized by God in the uh, production of these letters, isn't it? 
That's right. This is a marvelous metaphor, I would say. This right. metaphor of living letters with the life-giving spirit of the living God as the ink. And I would say, as we'll see later, the apostles, the ministers of the new covenant, are the pen, the writing instrument. All right, let's join Winnesley with our first fellowship today. Paul, the apostle, presents himself in this book as a pattern of a living Christ and for the church. And not only living Christ, but also for the church. Let us read 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul's intention in chapter 3 was to talk about the living letters. To write the living letters with the life-giving spirit of the living God. We the apostles, what the patterns to live Christ for the church. We are the persons that are competent to write living letters. Competent here really means qualified, sufficient. We are qualified. Suppose you never study elementary. You never study high school, a middle school. Could you write a letter? You are not competent to write a letter. If you finish the first grade, like my grandchildren, you are only competent to write Grandpa, I love you. L-O-V. No E. You. Why you? <laughs> and I appreciate that letter. My, in the first year of the kindergarten, she could write such a letter to me. Whether that is rightly spelled or wrongly spelled, it conveys the thought. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. Well, they're saying competent means this. These patterns of living Christ for the church, Paul and so forth, they are competent to write living letters. They are competent of Christ. Bob, let's talk about the uh, competency here. We saw his uh, tender little illustration regarding a rather touching, loving letter from his granddaughter, but not, we wouldn't say, grammatically very advanced. The competency here that Paul is speaking of really has to do with the competency of the letter writers being able to write such letters, isn't it? That's right. Uh, the Apostle Paul and his co-workers, because they were persons who lived Christ, that means Christ was their life, and in their daily living, in the details of their daily living, they experienced Christ, they lived Christ out, they expressed Christ, and in Paul's word in Philippians, they magnified Christ, and they did this for the sake of the church, for the building up of the church as the body of Christ. Such persons uh, are the ones who are competent or qualified to write these living letters of Christ. Our daily experience of Christ, our living of Christ in our daily life, is like our elementary school education, high school education, right. university education, and uh, graduate school education. Perhaps Paul had experienced Christ in his daily living. 
up to the level of graduate school. He may have been a Ph.D. in the living of Christ for the church. So he was very, very qualified and competent, and his competency was not in or of himself. It was Christ himself, the one that he experienced and that he lived out in his daily living. We want to stay on this thought. Uh, Witness Lee, in this coming portion, stays with somewhat this analogy. Really, as you said earlier, it's it's a metaphor, this whole matter of writing these letters, the inscribing of the divine ink into those recipients of the ministry of the New Covenant. And as a small child might be mastering the strokes on how to produce the various letters of the alphabet, he carries that analogy into this coming portion. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, there's, I think, three references that use this. I've just selected one. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, he who is and who was and who is coming, the Almighty. So the Lord Jesus is uh, presenting himself as all of the letters of this divine alphabet. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Have you ever realized that Christ is the heavenly alphabet? Based upon Revelation, I have the boldness to say Christ is every alphabet. Because he did declare, I am Alpha and I am Omega. Do you believe he's only the two letters, not the rest of the 22 letters? No. He is every letter, one who lives Christ for the church, like the Apostle Paul. He knows Christ as Alpha. He knows Christ as Beta. He knows Christ as Gamma. He knows Christ as Delta. He knows Christ as Epsilon. He knows Christ as ever alphabet. Christ is ever letter. Paul knows. And Paul, in his brilliant spiritual mentality, has a typewriter there. When he comes to you, he considers you as a piece of clean paper. Then he began to type. He type on you. He types, or he checks the letter K, Rho, Yoda, Sigma, Tau, Omega. What is this? Crystal. That was Paul's way to write Christ into all the believers. He knows Christ in such a detailed way. He knows Christ not only as Theos, Crystal, Numa, Suki, but he knows Christ as the alphabet. When you come to you, he talks with you about half an hour, a paragraph is all tapering into you and your heart. Paul, as a pattern, of living Christ for the church. He was made competent, sufficient, qualified to write living letters. And uh, his qualification is of Christ. Bob, what is impressive uh, to me in this, and you may have a, a further impression, um, the Apostle Paul was such a qualified one to be, uh, you know, able to write these letters of Christ into 
the recipients of his ministry, not based upon his training, background, academic apprehension of the Bible. He was really writing Christ himself, wasn't he? And this requires a, a degree of experience and, and really intimate knowledge. That's right, Chris. Uh, as Brother Lee pointed out, Paul was one who knew Christ in a detailed way. He knew him as Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, yeah. and so forth, through the 24 letters of the Greek alphabet, all the way to Omega. How did he know Christ in such a detailed way? Well, it was because he experienced Christ in the details of his living. And he lived Christ uh, not only when he was ministering, speaking about mm-hmm. Christ, but even when he was not actually ministering. His ministry was one with his living. He lived Christ. As a result of living Christ, he knew Christ. And he knew how to write Christ into the hearts of those who would listen to his ministering. He knew in what aspect others needed Christ. He knew uh, how to impart Christ in different aspects, into different kinds of people, because he had the detailed knowledge and experience of the living person of Christ. And he was filled with Christ as a result of that uh, detailed experience. So he could impart Christ, he could inscribe Christ into the hearts of those who heard him in his ministry. This is a marvelous thing. When we receive the Lord uh, initially, we all have a degree of experience. Perhaps we experience him as the letter Alpha, as the Redeemer. But uh, what we're seeing here before us is just this uh, inexhaustible uh, depth of the possible experience of Christ for us as the believers, the members, to you know really constitute us to become qualified, capable of inscribing Christ in this way into others with whom we come in contact. That's right. God wants all of us to be competent qualified to write Christ into all of the chosen people of God. To me, Chris, this metaphor is excellent. It shows us the excellency of the New Testament ministry, that Christ himself can be imparted, even written, into the inner being of the believers through those who are competent to carry out such a ministry And uh, after you listen to a genuine New Testament minister speak concerning Christ, the result is that more of Christ is constituted into your being. After you listen to uh, such a competent minister of Christ, then you go away from this encounter with more of this precious person in your inner being. Wouldn't we all like to have more of Christ within us so that we can live him and express him in our daily living and so that we too would be competent to minister him to others. There's only one way. That is to receive the New Testament ministry from those who are competent. Then we ourselves also become competent. Bob, this touches me uh, greatly. I think we need to even present this to ourselves, to our listeners. This should be the standard. This should be the test. When we have been uh, hearing or in the presence of uh, ministers, so-called, 
This should be the test. Did this ministry bring us to Christ? Did it impart Christ? Did it leave us with more of Christ than when we uh, entered that person's presence? This is more than just hearing an entertaining, an interesting, or even a thoughtful word. This is the impartation of the divine element through the New Testament ministers and should be, I think, the, the test by which we all measure uh, genuine ministry. Absolutely, Chris. I agree with you 100%. This is the measure of the true ministry in the New Testament economy of God. Does this ministry bring us to Christ, cause us to love Christ, open to him, and receive more of him into us, more of his element wrought into our inner being, if it does, then it is the New Testament ministry. If it does not, no matter how eloquent, no matter even how scriptural it might be, then it is not the New Testament ministry. You know, and as we uh, recently finished the life study of 1 Corinthians, a letter in which Paul is rebuking, correcting, adjusting, chastising, still I, I came away day by day after recording all those programs and getting into these verses with the feeling that I was being supplied, nourished, uh, you know, strengthened, brought more to Christ. It doesn't matter whether the words in a sense are uh, comforting and edifying or adjusting, rebuking, enlightening. It's Christ, and that is the real genuine article that we're looking for. That's marvelous. Chris. All right, let's go to Witness Lee for our final portion today, Bob. And now we want to see something more about this adequacy or this competency. Verse 5 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything as from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who has also made us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant, ministers not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Bob, this has to be our element. Uh, when we are writing letters of Christ. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We must look to the Lord for His mercy and grace that we do not teach people doctrines. We must do one unique work, that is, to write Christ in the people. Amen. But if you don't have Christ, which what you write? You know, uh, I'm not a good typist. And how I know how to type. One day I was typing. Typing. Nothing on the paper. There's nothing on the paper. What, what, what was wrong? The ribbon was fully dry. No ink on it. <laughs> so, you see, I was writing with nothing. Here Paul says what? Writing living letters with life giving spirit of living God full of ink and the ink is full of oil so you must have the experience of Christ even the experiences of Christ you must be filled with Christ full of Christ experience and saturated thoroughly with the life giving spirit Oh, you are such a person, full of pride, saturated with the life-giving spirit. Then you write, you have the riches of Christ to write about. And you have the ink, the life-giving spirit of the living God as the proper heavenly ink. The spirit is not the pen. You are the pen. The spirit is the ink. And Christ, the essence of the ink, any kind of ink, 
past the essence. The ink is not plain water. You write with plain water, nothing gets on. The ink must have some essence. Hallelujah. Amen. And this ink is the spirit Amen. and the essence of this spirit ink is just the riches of Christ. Amen. My, these shoes, how much we need to experience Christ. Bob, after listening to this, you really come away with a deep appreciation of how marvelous this metaphor is, isn't it, of the writing, the inscribing of living letters. Uh, I agree, Chris. It is a marvelous metaphor. In this metaphor, we have, first of all, the letters. You know, when a person writes a letter, he has a certain thought, something he wants to write about. Mm -hmm. And in God's economy, he is writing living letters. He is making us a living letter. And what is the content of this letter? The content of this living letter is Christ himself. So that when people see us, they read this letter and they read Christ wow. as the content. Mm. So they see Christ in us and lived out of us. Christ is the content of the letter. Then you have the pen, the writing instrument. And of course, here we see that the pen is the minister of the new covenant, the apostle and his co-workers, and even all of us, as we experience more and more of Christ, we become a pen. Mm. Then you have the ink. It says, this writing is carried out not with ink, physical ink, but with the spirit of the living God as the ink. So the spirit is the ink. But the essence of the ink is the riches of Christ. So when the spirit as the ink is applied or ministered into our being, the riches of Christ as the essence of the ink are ministered into us. So this, again, I would say, shows us that Christ and the Spirit are really one, because the essence of the Spirit as the heavenly ink is the unsearchable riches of Christ. In Ephesians 3.8, Paul said right. that the ministry is to announce the unsearchable riches of Christ as the gospel to all the Gentiles, the chosen ones of God. So this is a marvelous metaphor. And all of this has to be constituted into us so that we will be qualified and competent to be the pens, the writers in God's New Testament ministry. Bob, we've mentioned many times before, and uh, certainly uh, most uh, Bible scholars uh, interpret the matter of oil as being uh, typifying of the Spirit in all of Scripture, uh, in the Old Testament, many, many cases. And uh, it's marvelous, isn't it, that the base of any ink really is oil, but there is pigment to produce ink. You don't just put plain oil even on a page. It takes the the pigment, the colorant that's added to the oil, and in a sense, uh, this pigment or the riches of Christ that is reflected in his incarnation, his human living, his his all-inclusive death and all-powerful resurrection. That is marvelous, Chris. Yes, <laughs> the spirit is the oil and the riches of Christ are the pigment of this ink. This is a marvelous, marvelous metaphor that shows us the very nature of the New Testament ministry and also the competency to carry it out. 
It makes us just want to offer a simple prayer. Lord, I want to know you in all your riches. Amen. Brother Bob, thank you. Always enjoyable fellowship, and uh, appreciate your taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure, Chris. Well, we are out of time. I'd like to leave you with our toll-free number. And more than that, our invitation. We'd love to hear from uh, our listeners and to uh, learn of your experiences, your enjoyment of Christ as you are experiencing him day by day and your own uh, enjoyment of his word and of the broadcast that we bring you. If you'd like to contact us just to give us your uh, own word of testimony, or find out about the printed life study messages that we have that accompany the broadcast, just call us toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to radio at lsm.org. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow. We're continuing on this marvelous life study of 2 Corinthians. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.